brought to you by the students at Mary Persons High School in conjunction with MPTV. This is Monroe County Schools Radio, exclusively on Magic 100 FM. We start off today's show with an interview from Miss Sandy Colwell, the CTAE Director of Monroe County Schools. Hi, I'm Emmy Starr with MPTV. Today we are here with Miss Sandy Colwell, the CTAE Director for Monroe County Schools as the beginning of the series on the CTAE pathways offered at Mary Persons. Thank you for being with us here today. Thank you. First, can you tell us what CTAE stands for? Absolutely, so CTAE stands for Career Technical and Agricultural Education. And um, for some people that may be familiar with it, it's had several names. It was uh, Career Technical Education before CTAE and then for people who may have been involved, maybe when your parents were in high school, it was vocational. So it started out as vocational, then it changed to CTE. And then about uh, 10 years ago, agriculture was added. So now it's uh, career technical and agriculture education. Awesome. Next, what is involved in your role as CTAE director? So. What I do is I oversee all of the CTAE programs for the district. We have some CTAE programs at the middle school and then we have some at the high school. There used to be a college prep and tech prep diploma. Did CTAE come from the technical path? Is it the same thing or are there differences? It actually uh, did sort of come from the technical track. Um, I guess maybe about 20 years ago, you used to could, um, there were diploma tracks. And so in high school, you either were college prep or you were career and technical prep. But we felt like that kind of pigeonholed the student. Uh, we wanted to open it up for any student to be in any pathway. So they did away with those tracks and now everyone just gets a diploma and they can take a variety of courses. They can take academic courses, they can take career and technical education courses. So um, it, it, their career technical education was in effect before they had those tracks, but it actually um, changed a little bit during those tracks and it came out. And so now we have CTAE. How do the pathways work? Are students on one track for a specific career field or do they take classes planning across all CTAE offerings? So we encourage students to complete a pathway, which means there are three specific courses within that pathway. If they complete those three courses, they are what we call a pathway completer. And a lot of times it leads to some kind of technical certification, such as a CNA or an automotive ASC certified. So we, um, because we've gone to a block schedule, students have lots of opportunities to complete multiple pathways because you have room in your schedule um, for lots of electives. So uh, we encourage students to complete as many pathways as their schedule will hold and as their interests allow. Could you tell us more about the partnership we have with Hutchings Career Center? So this is our second year in partnership with Bibb County School District and Hutchings College and Career Academy. And so the way it works is that 
for pathways that we don't offer at our school, our students have the opportunity to, to attend Hutchings and complete those pathways. Um, it was a quick win-win situation for us because if you've ever visited, for instance, the cosmetology lab, it is a million dollar lab. Be because we don't have that and we don't have immediate access to it, then we are able to send our students there and they can still fulfill their interests. So it was a way for us to, um, to meet the needs of students in a way that we didn't have, but we could partner with Hutchings and um, they have those tracks. So our students, um, they can take cosmetology, welding, culinary arts, and teaching as a profession. And those are four pathways that we don't offer here, but now our students can have access to them. That is great. Is there anything else you would like to share to the community about our programs? Well, we are very proud of our programs. Um, we feel like they are highly skilled, relevant programs. We offer a variety of courses in a variety of um, fields. So what it does, it allows the students to kind of get a head start on their career. Um, they can earn lots of certifications before they ever leave high school. So when they go to technical college or go to a four-year institution, they are that far ahead. Or if they want to go from high school to the world of work, then they have those certifications. And so CTAE meets the needs of a lot of students. It's um, it's a, it's a niche for a lot of students. And so whatever it takes to keep a student interested and in high school, then high schools are, it's incumbent upon high schools to offer those things. So we are very proud of our programs. Um, we have lots of interest. We have lots of student participation. We have um, lots of pathway completers every year. And uh, at, at the local level, 97% of uh, pathway completers earn a high school diploma. So that is huge. That's a huge connect between um, being engaged in school and then eventually graduating. Thank you so much for joining us today to explain a little bit about your program. Thank you, it was my pleasure. Now that you have a little bit of background of our CTAE offering, over the next two weeks, we plan to feature those courses and those pathways offered at Mary Persons High School. We start off this series with an interview from Mr. DJ Herb, who is in charge of the construction pathway. Hi, I'm Adam Simmons with MPTV. This interview is one in a series about the career, technical, and agriculture education pathway at Mary Persons High School. Today I will be interviewing Mr. DJ Herm for the construction pathway. Could you say hello? Hello guys. Okay, so I'll start with the questions now. Uh, starting with the first one, what do you teach in your pathway? I teach the building construction pathway and that is a minimum of three different courses. One of them, the first year course we call a Core Fundamentals, it's actually an occupational and industry safety course. So that's the fundamental course that you would take. And then we have the Intro to Construction course, which students would take as their second course. And then that exposes them to the four primary building trades of carpentry, masonry, electrical, and plumbing. And then the students would take a Carpentry One course which is where we really start diving in a little bit deeper into different aspects of uh, carpentry in terms of wood framing for 
residential and commercial construction. <laughs> yeah. Uh, what made you want to become a CTAE teacher? Uh, well, I, I worked for about 30 years in the building industry in, in lots of different uh, apps, aspects, uh, whether that was, you know, being a laborer and mixing mortar for a masonry crew or uh, ultimately being a manager and executive with a company uh, involved in uh, what we would have called a pre-engineered uh, we were sort of design build company, but um, what what made me be, want to become a teacher I, or a CTA teacher after 30 years in the field, it seemed like I knew some stuff that might be beneficial to some young people. And uh, the opportunity came up for me to teach. And I had had four years of agriculture when I was in high school. I studied ag, was real involved in the FFA. So I sort of learned the CTAE aspect of teaching from uh, my ag teachers. So that, that was, it seemed a, a pretty good fit. How has COVID impacted your teaching style? Oh gosh. <laughs> um, on the one hand, it's been very, very uh, bad in that the teaching that, the teaching and learning that we have going on down here is building stuff. We want to be able to take building materials, assemble them with the techniques and the technology and the tools that we have and teach. And we want to turn those materials into a building, a structure, whether it's a, an electrical circuit or a masonry wall. And obviously when you're doing distance learning, it's, that's difficult to do. It's, you, you can't build buildings while somebody is at home looking at a computer. So that's the downside. The upside to it is that it has, has brought, it's introduced a level of technology into the classroom that we had not yet had. So life gave us lemons. We tried to make lemonade. And one of the ways we did that was uh, because every student has a Chromebook now in the classroom, we're now studying things that we would not have studied without that digital platform that we now have. And I have found, I mean, I'm, I'm an old guy. This is a, was a young guy's trick. Um, but I have found that it has made the, the management of the classroom a little bit better, easier, uh, because all of, our, all of my tests are now formatted digitally. Um, a lot of the exercises, a lot of the research that we do, where we would have been doing it in a textbook, we're now doing it online. So it's sort of streamlined a lot of things. And quite frankly, I think it's made it a little more uh, aligned with how things will be in the real world. Whether you go to the university, you go to tech school, you go to the jobs, uh, you go in the military, uh, the instruction that you're getting there is going to be more digital based. So we're, we're kind of getting better aligned in that. Now that we're back to school and we're using both the digital alignment as well as the hands-on we're out there building right now. Uh, so now we're getting to do both. That sounds good. Uh, what makes your pathway unique? I think one thing that uh, would make it very unique, some of these students already know they want to work in the construction industry. Um, I think you could take an ag class or an automotive class or a business ed class, and you would be better for having taken any CTAE class uh, because there's a different level of engagement. Uh, it doesn't matter if it's healthcare or business, you are using your hands to do something uh, 
in a way that we don't do in a lot of the classroom settings. So I think if you took any CTAE class, you'd, you're going to be better for it. One of the things that I think would make mine unique, there's not another class in, this, in the school system where you can go and watch a pile of building materials that were delivered on a truck, turn that into a building that you can go into during the rain and watch the rain fall outside of the building. And that's pretty cool. That's something that I, I've never gotten over, how building materials become buildings. And we go into those buildings to sleep and teach and uh, learn. And so I think because of that, uh, that that's a, something that makes it unique. <sighs> what is your favorite part of teaching in class? When the students get it, and you can tell that they do, it doesn't matter if it's fractions. I don't know that we teach fractions uh, the way that we use fractions. We learn fractions when we're in fourth or fifth grade. But the fractions that we learn in fourth or fifth grade are not all that applicable to where we would use them if we we're building something. And my point is, if I can teach fractions because a student needs to be able to read a measuring tape, because the student needs to be able to build this building. The student wants to build the building. So if I can get them to understand that part of building the building is learning fractions, they'll try a little bit harder. And when they get it, when that whole thing finally clicks and you can see it in their face, or when they're seeing the application of science in how we insulate a building, or where you're looking at thermal uh, efficiencies and things like that, they're looking at the study of physics, uh, thermal energy, but they didn't like it when they were doing it in the science, science class, but here they are doing it in my classroom and they're getting it. And so I think that's the really, uh, probably the best part, seeing the light go on for the students. Well, that's nice. Uh, on to the next question. What do you expect of your students? I expect them to be champs. You know, that sounds like a pat answer, like, uh, yeah, that's what Dr. Finch wants you to say. But I think that one of the things we can expect out of our students is that they are all courteous, honorable, accountable, motivated, and prepared. These are the, these are the building blocks. This is the foundation to learning here at MP. That's our culture. And those are also going to make you not a better construction worker. Look, if you become a better construction worker, I think that's going to be a bonus. But if there's something that I can do to help you be a better father and neighbor and employee or employer, that, that's, that's all part of my expectation. And that sort of fits well into our champ matrix. Uh, you'll be a better neighbor if you're courteous and you'll be a better father if you're uh, motivated. And so what do I expect of them? I expect them to learn how to be good neighbors, good employers, and if you become a good engineer, great, or architect, great, or drywall mechanic. But I'd much rather think that we're, you know, my expectations are more towards a broad base of your life when you leave Mary Persons High School. Thank you so much for joining us today to explain a little bit about your program. Next up, we interview Ms. Delaney Olson, who is over the computer science pathway.
What do you teach and what exactly do you do in your pathway? Yeah, so I am Delaney Olson and I teach the new Internet of Things pathway here at Mary Persons, which includes Introduction to Digital Technology, Embedded Computing, and Computer Science. Um, we talk a lot about um, IT fields, codings, uh, physical hardware, uh, and we incorporate robotics into our courses. What made you want to become a CTAE teacher? I wanted to be a CTAE teacher because when I was in high school, CTAE teachers really changed my life. They were there for me um, in Macon. I went to Howard High School and I was the uh, Bibb County CTAE Student of the Year. Uh, I did the small business marketing and accounting pathways at Howard and I just really loved it. My teachers uh, taught me a lot of things about how to be a professional uh, across multiple industries and how to really grow a lot of my soft skills and develop an interest in business. How has COVID impacted your teaching style? Well, COVID has a lot of challenges because uh, most of my courses are largely hands-on from uh, the keystrokes required to code a game in an animation lab or to actually physically put together a robot. Um, and that comes with some challenges when we are at a distance. Fortunately, we're at a school where we were able to come to school some days and a lot of kids were able to come to school every day for quite a while. And that allowed us to uh, change how we do things. But I do know that I have started to really check in with my students emotionally just because uh, this last year has been difficult for a lot of our students. And um, part of what I do as a CTAE teacher is I get the opportunity to spend some real hands-on time with each of my students. And because I teach them for three years, I get to really know them and develop a relationship with them that allows me to make sure that they are doing well in other areas as well, which is a lot of cross-curricular learning where I can talk to them about what they're doing in their math classes or their science classes and determine how to incorporate that in my computer science courses. What would you be doing if you weren't a CTAE teacher and why? Um, so my background is in advertising and public relations. So before I came to Mary Persons, um, I worked for a media company based out of Atlanta and I was a... Um, local broadcast media buyer. So essentially I bought spots for um, advertisers on local broadcasts. Uh, I worked specifically in the Northeast region. So I worked with a lot of sports teams um, and artists in order to make sure that brands were paying what they were supposed to be paying for the spots. Um, so I would probably still be in Atlanta doing that, but you know, that is hard to say because I left Atlanta because traffic, you know, just wasn't for me. What makes your pathway unique? So right now at Mary Persons, um, the computer science and internet of things pathway that I teach, uh, is a part of our business program, but what makes um, my pathway specifically unique from other business pathways is that we focus pretty heavily on the coding and the robotics element and our club is uh, first robotics which uh, is the step up from our middle and elementary schools who are currently doing first lego league and this allows our students to transition seamlessly and we're beginning to build that program from scratch and so that's what makes it exciting is that there are a lot of new fresh opportunities for new faces to come in and take a real leadership role in our program what is your favorite assignment of this entire year? My favorite assignment of the entire year would have to be uh, actually the project that we are working on right now in my intro to digital technologies class. 
we are working on an interactive card. So they actually are going to program and create their own card for Easter or Mother's Day or whatever, a significant individual. Um, but it has game-like elements where they're making sprites move, uh, count pieces or tokens, and um, they'll actually get to send it to their loved ones. What is expected out of your students? Um, honesty and effort, I think, is the biggest things that I expect from my students. Um, at the end of the day, uh, a zero is just simply unacceptable. It just means that you didn't try. And leaving things blank is probably my number one pet peeve. And um, I just believe that if you try and at least put a little bit of effort forth, then uh, there's room to grow and room to improve. Is there a lot of work that is behind the scenes of teaching that is not seen in the classroom? Oh my goodness, yes, <laughs> absolutely. Um, there is a lot of stuff uh, being, this is actually just my second year teaching and uh, I would never would have guessed exactly how much work and planning and effort goes into just one day of lessons. Everything from the PowerPoint to what you're gonna say, to the activities that you're gonna do, to grading the previous day's activities. Uh, but also to making sure that the lesson fits a lot of different people and a lot of different learning styles and a lot of different interests and combining it with what they're doing in their other classes. It uh, isn't just one lesson per day. It's really 28 lessons per day because you're constantly trying to make your classes work for all of your students and their learning level and their desires. Okay, last question. Um, does your CTAE pathway have any clubs? And if so, what is it? Yeah, so as I mentioned previously, um, our pathway does FIRST Robotics, and we compete in the FIRST Tech Challenge. So FIRST Robotics has four levels of competition. They've got FIRST LEGO League Junior, FIRST LEGO League, FIRST Tech Challenge, and the FIRST Robotics competition. Um, and right now we are participating in the FIRST Tech Challenge, which is a smaller robot that comes from a kit of parts. But um, the biggest challenge that we're going to face going forward, uh, this is our first year, which is interesting because of COVID. Um, but we are going to see some real fundraising struggles just because robotics is easily one of the most expensive CTSOs out there because uh, any given robot could cost between $3,000 and $6,000 uh, to compete effectively. Um, and so we have to have communication devices, hardware, and all of that kind of stuff. So that's really exciting, but that's what we do. We compete uh, in the fall and uh, we have lots of opportunities for students to come in and learn some building skills as well as some programming coding skills. Um, also, if we've got any fun video game fans out there, uh, we'd love to have that because we really need some fast fingers in the driver control periods of our races. To end out today's show, we take a break from our CTAE series to bring you an interview from Coach Lindsay to talk about his role as the athletic director we will continue our CTAE Spotlight next week. I'm Madison Franklin with MPTV. Today I'll be speaking with Coach Lindsay to learn more about his role in as an athletic director. What do you do as an, as an athletic director? My overall responsibility is, is to be a resource for, for the, our head coaches. Um, if you were to think about it in terms of a football team, um, you have a head coach, and that possibly would be me. And um, underneath the head coach, you have offensive and defensive coordinators. So I would be that head coach, and the head coaches would be my offensive defensive coordinator. My responsibility is to be a resources for those coaches to help out with the team, help out with the program, and help out with the parents. Can you define a good coach? That's tough to define. That's like uh, the old, uh, who, who's the best basketball player? 
Um, my definition is a good coach is a coach that provides an environment that allows for life learning activities, um, allows for safety for our athletes, and develop great communications for our athletes. His overall responsibility and goal should be to have our student athletes become great citizens in and around our community. What motivates you as an athletic director? I, I find joy in, in attending the athletic events and, and looking, the, looking at the performance of our players and coaches. Um, it, it's, it's an excitement to see someone do something that possibly they've been working on all week long, all year long, um, watching them win, and as well as seeing them learn from defeat. What is the hardest part of being an athletic director? Well, I, I, the hardest part for me is to make decisions that ultimately could, would affect a parent or coach or a player. And um, some of these decisions that we make, it's more than likely for the safety of our student athletes um, or the safety of the program or, or something that affects our program. So that's, that's the hardest decision that, that I'll make. How do you use social media to promote our teams? Well, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm a little bit older than some, some of the, the other coaches, so this social media thing, I hate to say it, but it's, it's relatively new to me. Um, but the way that I use social media, I use a lot of information on Twitter. Um, I do have a Facebook page. I don't use as much um, information on the Facebook page because that's kind of my own private page. And also, I'll reach out with um, our Bulldog B, as well as the middle school's Bulldog B, and also, Dr. Finch has a Mary Persons Facebook page. If any information I need to put out that way, I'll put it out there as well. Where do you see yourself in the future? As an athletic director? Well, hopefully doing what I do. I love working with our players and coaches. I love their, their success. And like I said, and we learn from the failures. And if we can learn from your failures, I enjoy that. Um, I love the part of being a independent part of a student's life. Before that, I was a coach and I was a dependent part. I was right in the mix of it, but now I'm, I'm independent. What type of athletic experiences do you have as a player, coach, athletic director, etc.? Um, well, in high school, I played three sports. I played football, basketball, and baseball. And football was, was, I would say, my main sport. I had an opportunity to earn a scholarship at the University of Central Florida, which I played five years of football up there. Um, from there, I went into my coaching career. and I coached at my old high school, St. Cloud High School, for 10 years and um, had an opportunity to move at another location, um, which I was a head weightlifting coach for a year or so. Um, then from there, I became a head coach, head football coach at uh, Wildwood High School. Um, after that, I moved up to, to Forsyth and Monroe County, and I've been up here about 13 years as a um, middle school coach, um, head track coach, and coaching basketball and, and football as well. Um, and then after that, I, I became a, the athletic director three years ago. Thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you. Thank you for tuning in to Mumro County Schools Radio, exclusively on Magic 100 FM. Have a great week. Remember to be a champ. And as always, go dogs. The thoughts expressed in this segment represent Mumro County Schools.